Hey, hey, hey everyone, welcome back to Spilling the G&T Podcast, you're here with Bolo And Dr. Tom Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for We're giving it anyway That's right Balea is a performer mm, And Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's Drag Race versus the World Season 1 Season 1 So let's raise a glass Oh, the bottle And start spilling The G&T Everyone, welcome back to another RuPaul's Drag Race, the only RuPaul's Drag Race podcast you should be listening to. Yeah, we said it. We're coming for you. We're coming for all of you. Uh, race chasers, uh, sibling rivalry. Um, mm. That's all I know. Sibling rivalry, don't re- they just like do selective no. reviews, don't they? It's just, you know what? It's just Bob correcting Monet for an hour. But Monet challenging Bob. On anything. For an hour. And um, I'm getting flashbacks because I feel that maybe you do the same. <laughs> I think maybe only when necessary, only when necessary, which is surprisingly frequent, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It just keeps them coming up, oh, just yeah, just quite common. But um, don't take our word for it because we have a review oh. this week. <laughs> let's let's just dip into the review. So, we've had a lovely review from Jean from Singapore, Jean Parmesan, <laughs> not Jean, Jean Parmesan, I think. okay, perhaps though, you never know. Um, fastest and best RPDR review out there. I always look forward to this review podcast after every episode of Drag Race. Uh, thank you for being so quick with your reviews. The fastest out there. I've watched and listened to many review podcasts and can say confidently, this is the best. And that's in capital letters, so that's oh. emphatic. Great banter, informed commentary between two friends, mm, acquaintances, um, who've got What's such a <laughs> We've got such amazing chemistry. I also love how much respect Tom and Paula have for the queens and their passion for drag artistry. Please keep it up, love from Singapore. Thank you so much, Jean. That was like a really lovely, comprehensive um, review. I love that. I do. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to write a review, please do so. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Indeed. Always gets you a shout out. We had another couple of people sharing that um, we topped their Spotify as well. Oh. Um, Jen. Um, on let us know on Twitter. Jen is outrageous. Oh, Jen, that was a different key. Sorry. Yeah, oh, girl. Uh, <laughs> I try. I try. With the lights bright and shine. This, this is your key. key. <laughs> Go on. Ten with you. Ten with you. Ah. Um, and also, easy. Um, <laughs> Um, Amanda Richardson, which is a great name as well, from um, Let Us Know on Insta. Although we we didn't get the top slot because she's really really passionate about um, murder mystery podcasts, so we oh. were we were second. I think, but she, she's so complex. I know, right? I love that. We can invite her along to help us solve any mysteries we may have yeah, in the future. Like, I like walks on the beach, mm-hmm. um, puppies, and chainsaws. <laughs> it's really there. You know those kind of profiles that you used to read and on Grinder. Really Tinder? barbaric murders, fascinating me yeah yeah that's it's, a great conversation starter really hot oh <laughs> no. my god <laughs> she's a lovely lady she's dropped us messages in the past that's great uh so it's a rupaul's regular podcast we're reviewing as you know we do it live we watch it we review it we release it into the world the three r's yes we watch it we review it <laughs> and we release it r r r not not to be not to be uh confused with um the four h's which is our personal <laughs> philosophy Thanks. To, we we go. We belong to the school of thought known as Indiaism or Ferrarism. It's yeah. Ferrarism, isn't it? Um, and also, you know, more recently, Morganaism, <laughs> whose whose philosophy relies on S M I L E. I just think that there needs to be. They need their own education slot for the children. Maybe we could have a RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Philosophers Edition. They should put it. I mean, I have the out. First up, India Ferrer and Lady Morgana. Who else would make it in there? Who else is a philosopher? Well, quite recently, we've had. Danny Beard. 
which is Gana. fine, meaning I am <laughs>、yes. feeling insecure,、uh, needy, and exposed or something. Some, some, emotional, Latrice, emotional, emotional. Latrice would be up there. Oh, good girl, get a good girl. Well, and also, good being God, get in total control of herself. Well, you know, the first time I, I heard goats was from who was the、um, Upperland? Upperland. She, she was, she, she was one of the first person that told me about those Mercedes and Diamond. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she, she, she's up there.、Yeah. Who else? There's, there's lots. So many philosophers in Drag Race. This many.、Mm. Mm. The there's only one real philosopher. India Farrow. No, no, no. Who has the best words to live by?、Mm. Okay. Don't let bullies, don't、oh, let those bullies, yes, yeah, tell you that、mm-hmm, you can't、mm-hmm, do it because you、mm-hmm. can do it, okay? <laughs> and if they say that you can't, just look at them and say that you can and that you will. You're gonna smash the world.、Uh-huh. You're gonna s- smash、mm-hmm. the bullies,、uh-huh. really. Yeah, Smash Brothers, <laughs> Smash Brothers, Electrofence, a true philosopher for our times. Actually, I want that on. I want you know how people got like live, laugh, laugh. Yeah,、uh, and they got like dancing. No one's watching. I want her. I want that exit line. On on a plaque. I want it to be on that style where like it's word then an emoji, word then an emoji. So it'd be like smash and like a pow emoji. The world, the world, the world,、emoji. the globe one. Yeah, yeah. Do it like that. I mean, irony aside, we do tell each other to smash the world on <laughs>、yeah. a daily basis. <laughs> like see, see, smash the world, smash the world, smash, yep, the, smash, the, smash world. the world, smash brothers. That's it. That's、mm-hmm. it. Okay, so thanks, versus, Electra. Thank, thank you. you so much. We, we, this is not us mocking. I am. We we are. <laughs> we take, live. We live by the Bible of RuPaul's Drag we've Race. We've taken it to internet, our hearts. Exactly. We we live RPDR. <laughs> okay. We live this. This this is not just a podcast. This is our. This is a way of living.、Mm-hmm. Okay. This is life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Living. This is the way of living. Yes, you're living. <laughs> you're just living. Okay, okay. Let's just focus. Okay, let's focus. we focus on the present. Let's day get real.、Now. Okay,、mm-hmm. Canada versus the world.、Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, one thing that's going on in the world that has just got me really like laughing is the fact and is the fact that J Lo is,、yeah. is going to be singing or saying that she will be singing a Whitney Houston tribute song. It's I will always love you. And she's saying that she has the range. I'm not Tom. I'm、um, not even trying to quote. She doesn't have the range. I am telling you, she says she has. J Lo says she has the range. I mean, J Lo is obviously a superstar. She's a great dancer, charismatic performer. Is she like a singer? Singer? I would put J Lo up there as first and foremost a entertainer. Probably more in the mold of you know we joke. I love Madonna. You joke about her a lot. Madonna's not the strongest vocalist in the world, but she's an amazing entertainer. Yeah, I would say oh, I'll put J Lo up there as an entertaining queen. Like you know, the opposite of Adele. Adele can sit there with、mm-hmm, a microphone、mm-hmm. and can sing.、Um, J Lo could not. J Lo's concerts won't work without backup dancers,、mm-hmm. without without the whole like wow factor, without the shebang. A bit like Britney as well. Yeah, but Britney, Rihanna, like、mm-hmm. Rihanna. We all love Rihanna, but she Rihanna cannot hold a vocals only ballad kind、yeah. of concert the、I、way think, that Beyonce could. You know, I think Rihanna's voice is nice, but it's a bit thin. If if that makes sense、mm. for like big powerful like, ballads, she, like for example, she couldn't just sit down with a guitarist and sing her music like you know acoustic. Her music, yes. She, she couldn't sit there and sing her songs. You you couldn't see that with Rihanna. You couldn't see that with Jayla. You can't. See Madonna that. does that on a regular basis, actually, when she sings live. She plays her own guitar, by the way. Well, yeah. Okay. If you 
Say so. No, she does. I've seen it. Okay. So Work. Can, yeah. Thanks. Works. So, but I, I just find it hilarious to JLo. I'm convinced that JLo has a ghost singer. I'm, conv- <laughs> I'm convinced. But isn't she being accused of that, actually? Hasn't that popped up on some TikToks and stuff? I would not be surprised. Like, it's, for everyone who doesn't know, a ghost singer is kind of like a ghost writer. No, not really. A ghost singer is someone who, for example, if Tom was the artist, Tom's yes, a famous yes. artist, mm-hmm. and then they'll employ. Which mean F? The- <laughs> I don't know. What so is. yeah, so last time Tom was in the studio. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. so so what would happen is that I would go into the studio <laughs> and they'll ask me to sing some songs, sing your Tom's song, mm. and what they would do is they would blend my vocals in with Tom's, except so that- it sounds like Tom singing, but really it's it's kind of a blend of our voices, but mainly my voice, so that just, it sounds good. I just don't think that would make any sense, though. <laughs> I don't see why anybody wants to do that. So <laughs> I'm convinced that they're doing that with Jennifer Lopez. I am convinced that they well, are. Madonna did that in a fairly open way because her backing vocalists, Donna and Nikki, for most of her career, had voices that blended incredibly well with Madonna's. But there's no credit given to a ghostwriter. Yeah, so singer. that's the difference. Yeah. Donna and Nikki were always yeah, credited and singers. were in her videos and stuff. And I think I saw an interview of, um, what was her name? Uh, she was uh, on Glee. Amber Riley. Amber Riley. Okay. She says that um, she's done ghost singing for some artists and to the point where mm. she's like, they they would have used maybe 70% her voice, 30% of the artist because she's mm. like, I know my voice. That was, that was, that's yeah. me. And then they, t- sometimes they only tell the ghost singers, they only tell them we're, gonna, we're using you for backup, mm-hmm. for background, for the chorus. And that's not the case. It, yeah. It doesn't matter. Once you sign the contract, that voice is now theirs. They own that and they can do what yeah, they want with exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find it hilarious that J-Lo, I, I mean, I want to watch J-Lo sing the Whitney Houston. I want to see this. And she better not be <laughs> lip syncing because she has a reputation just like Britney for being a lip sync alive. I just think like the ambition of this, like Whitney was one of the greatest vocalists of her generation. She's a true vocal talent. Yeah. Um, You know, a real kind of one-off. Well, not a complete one-off because there are many vocal talent. But you know what I mean? She was like, she had a rare talent. The ambition of J-Lo feeling she can match that interests me. Interests me. I should be watching with interest. Yeah. I I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how. But um, here we are. Uh, are. Canada Drag Race. (laughs) We just said goodbye to Anita, sadly. We did. The adorable Anita Anita Wiggler. Voted off by Silky. Um, You know, with her question, tell me how you feel about me. Her, you know, that one finger. (laughs) so weird and funny. You know what? I was watching it again. I'm like... I was like, oh my God, is it going to be Independent Woman, Destiny's Child? Uh Uh-huh, that would have made sense. Question, but it wasn't. It's it's just Silky. Silky does not need a reason (laughs) to be sticking her finger up like that. What was that reason? What was that reason? (laughs) No reason, no reason given. No, no, thank you. We've just seen the first part up until um, just before they're they're being told the Maxi Challenge. So Mm -hmm. we're going to just discuss what we've seen. What Mm -hmm. we've seen is the girls coming in, um, a big congratulations given to... To Silky for winning. You know what? I love Raja because Raja, you know, she is the narrator of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is, isn't she? Oh, Raja's a fantastic talking head. Um, and she, she has been every season she's been on. I love that she's like, congratulations, Silky. But also, let's not forget Victoria for that 
sickening lip sync. Do you know what it reminds I me of? I know exactly what you know you're exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah, 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 go is that Trinity K. Bonet and yeah, all stars yeah, yeah, yeah. they came in <laughs> and no one was saying. Everyone started talking about the bottom place was, and then Trinity's there and her feelings. Trinity K. Bonet's there and her feelings. She goes, "Okay, you know what? When." Thingy came last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We praised her, and <laughs> like you know, we, we gave her her props when she came in there and she won. We also thank you, but no, all of you are just talking about how you feel about being about almost going home. Mm-hmm. And then Raja was like, "Ah, can we just take a little second to say congratulations <laughs> to our sister Trinity K?" That's a really good Raja impression, by the way. <laughs> You've nailed that. You've well done. Thank you, thank you. But that's oh. that's what I got. I'm like, oh yeah, she's, she's making sure no one is caught up in their feelings in this workroom. She was a delightful enigma of complex emotions, and she wasn't afraid to share them. Um, that moment was fantastic, though. But what was her line? Um, well, let me introduce a tick baby on the bare mama jamma from the Sam's header from the bottom of the in the lee. If you blink, I'm gonna end up the crown. I've overcome the Christian number. And didn't yeah, that was her verse. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, she made reference to her struggle to mental health, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. has really been a, a big theme for Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting mm. at. It's it something that we kind of explored yeah. in her journey on that season. <laughs> Check out a Refuse of All Star 6. To yeah, <laughs> if you want to know more. You know what? I'm always scared that I say something and then someone who just listened to that, that episode of the podcast is like, actually, Bolo, what you really said was mm-hmm. this. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Because, you know, we two are complex characters. Oh, My emotions and my opinions change quite frequently. <laughs> yes. You know? You're merc- mercurial, as mercurial. they say. Mm. Silk, uh, so, so, Vicky and Vicky, uh, they both Vicky. voted Anita. And there was something that I wanted to ask you about because they said that the reason they had chose Anita's lipstick mm-hmm. was because, in their words, she had checked out. Do you I don't, agree with I that? I don't agree with that. I, I think Anita had had the worst run out of her and Rita, much as it pained me because she's an absolute doll and so talented. She just didn't have the best run on the show and it was her time to go. I wouldn't say she'd given up. I think she had plenty. She she was a, a sunny, bright, positive, optimistic person. She was there to keep giving it a go. I, she's not. She's not somebody who would who would like back down from a challenge. I didn't see anyone who had given up. No, I didn't, not I didn't see that. Didn't see that. Maybe there's something behind the scenes that we didn't see, but what I saw was not someone who had given up. I'd say Rita might have displayed a little bit more fire because Rita was more more able to have conversations about alliances. So there is a potential sunky Rita alliance now, if you recall. Um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, Rita maybe showed a little bit more of a cutting edge, let's say. Yeah. But both of them were equally passionate about staying. I wonder if... And as I wonder if Anita was a bit too... Not, not shy. I don't think she wanted to be like, oh, like, don't... You know, please pick me. I think I think she was being a bit too nice about why she should stay. She didn't want to bring Rita down a peg mm. and talk about Rita's shortcomings. <clears throat> Excuse me, which might have been to her detriment. Perhaps the perhaps Silky and Vicky were expecting that. No, I see this. That's not in her nature. I said this, and you said it as well. Mm. The, the fact that ISIS was safe. Oh, it's been a running theme all over Instagram all week. Um, so much so, in fact, when Isis posted her the look she'd created, that amazing kind of selkie dressed by Iris Van Herpen um, in the rain look, Victoria 
had a comment underneath it saying, let's face it, we all know they should have won. <laughs> but that made me love Victoria even more, that she was like self-effacing enough to be able to say that. I mean, in the words of her daughter, Isis's daughter, that was correct. It was correct. What, what correct. I will say is that I think when somebody is so clearly the winner and is put safe, that's quite, there's a whiff of something going on there. I will say that by my objective marking system that is beyond reproach and is completely objective the top three um you know the two in the top were from the top three so that's less fishy the appropriate use of the word yeah she is insuspicious um so but yeah isis not being in that top two was very strange because it was two incredibly strong brought looks and the best made look absolutely and i'm happy that they brought that to the table Mm -hmm. in the following day because i just said you know what i still don't agree that we weren't in the top and and raja kind of echoing that and saying raja said you know what i'm not saying that you you didn't deserve the top but i'm just disappointed in myself i for for a second i thought she was gonna say i'm just disappointed in the judges <laughs> i don't mind yeah i don't mind yeah. that you two got top props mm. to your mama but i'm just really disappointed in the judges absolutely yeah um, well, well what i think about raja that is raja actually had one of the best made looks for the um what was it called singing in the rain or whatever um look because hers was very chic and wearable um had that Richard Quinn vibe to it, which she later confirmed on Instagram after I had posted the comparison, by the way. Not saying Raja's watching, but she might be. <laughs> um, do, make, do, you, do you think she saw your post and was like, oh, actually, it is a bit Richard McQuinn. No, no. Or maybe I should say I'm that. Joking. Maybe I should. No, because Raja knows her fashion. There's just no doubt in my mind. Um, but her first two looks just weren't as elevated as the other brought looks. Vanity was in the opposite situation. She had two of the best brought looks, but I would say the worst made look. Well, her and Rita equally. Having said that, it was quite a strong challenge because nobody looked like trash on that stage. Just that Vanity and, and Rita's weren't as elevated and high concept as the others on the runway. That's yeah. all. That's I all. Mean- I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's have a quick chat about this week's Maxi Challenge. Mm. The Maxi Challenge this week is they are featured acts at a comedy night for the world. Oh, we are the world. It is a comedy challenge, basically. The comedy queens. The comedy queens. Now, before we get into it, before we watch a bit more, what what are you feeling? Who do you feel is going to do well? Should we have a quick talk about let's their history? Past track records. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's start with Vanity Milan. Well, poor Vanity... She, as we often say, she proved in the stand-up challenge in season three of UK that she's an amazing dancer and that she's beautiful. <laughs> Full stop. She did look beautiful, actually. She was wearing that amazing white outfit. That very angelic one. Yeah, that, wasn't she, it? she looked great, she looked but beautiful. she really, really struggled with the stand-up comedy. Now, do you think that's something you can learn and develop over time? To be funny. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, yeah, I, th- I think... I, I do think that I think that our humor comes from us learning what a what we find funny and and kind of your experiences feel like I found my humor from my mom, um, from my dad passing away. No, that was a joke. I know that was that was, that was me was quoting. Like, what's Jujubee. going on here? <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know. I think your, your sense, sense of humor comes from your environment and from what you're exposed to. So you can you can you can learn to be funny. No, but you're, what you're saying there is you know, the influences to which you're exposed as you grow up. I'm saying like once you're an adult, oh, okay, can you learn to be funny? I'm not so sure. I think if you've either got it or you haven't. Having said that, it's not like Vanity's not a funny person. She's really you know cute and cheerful and says some funny things in the Talking Heads. But being a stand-up comedian is very different. One other thing I'll say is that. Some girls, maybe if they've got a bit of cash, maybe if they're coming back from an all-star season, do get jokes written for them that they bring, that they can adapt to the situation. Not saying that Vanity will do that, but that might be an option. Yeah. So if if you don't have it, you don't have it. Get Ella for Day and Kitty to write you a couple. So then, yeah, uh, I don't think Vanity... Well, going off past track record, mm-hmm. Vanity won't do well. That's, Let's see if she surprises yeah, us. Yeah. yeah, just going off past. But you know what? We learn, we grow, and we earn money that can pay for humor. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's hope that you know one of those was, uh, you know, uh, approached. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. this, uh, mm-hmm. before the season was aired. Uh, I mean, like, who who was who was who was the brown one who who found their humor, or, or we finally got a sense of it. The brown one. Um, ugh, the Polynesian. Uh, Queen Kong, Queen Kong. Why do you keep calling people by their colour today? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't see colour, Tom. I mean, you as a POC <laughs> yeah. can get away with it more than I can, but I don't know why you're labelling people as the black well, one and the brown one today. What, well, Tom? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologise. I've never heard you speak this way. The um the beautiful brown one. There. Well, yeah, the Does lovely, gorgeous Queen, Queen Kong. Kong. Like when in her comedy set with Minnie Cooper. Mm. Throughout the series, we didn't really see that. We didn't really see it, and then all of a sudden, it was like, "Whoa!" The only time that we saw the spark in Queen Kong was when she was performing, mm-hmm. and boy, did we see! Oh, absolutely! Boy, did we see it! Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, a, it was a wow moment, and it was, it was a validation. It was confirmation. Okay, that's why everyone was so. And, and were gasping when she walked through the doors. Yeah. This is why everyone was like, "Oh God, Queen Kong's here." We mm. saw that there, and then but then there are other times when she wasn't performing. She didn't have that fire. Everyone was wondering, "Oh, is there more to her than just being a performer?" And then we saw that comedy set with Minnie, and she was hilarious. She was great. I mean, I guess part of that is perhaps the chemistry she had with Minnie, some co-writing perhaps, um, but also the fact I think it played to being a hostess as well, that specific comedy challenge. It was more than just like stand up here, some jokes. It was like hostessing, which felt more in her wheelhouse. But anyway, who else have we got on this roster? We got Isis Couture. Now, Isis was, I would say, you know, in contention to win the Canada season two uh, comedy challenge, the roast. Um, Was it the roast of Brad or roast of Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Um, I mean, it was won by Kendall, very worthy winner. She was fab, but Isis was right up there too. Oh, yeah, what do you remember I, most? I remember the um, the well, it was the physical comedy towards mm-hmm. Brad. She <laughs> said, "Let's just pause mm-hmm, for the sheer mm-hmm. genius <laughs> of Brad's book, Born to Be Brad." <laughs> he was like born, and they named him Brad, so he was like born to be Brad. <laughs> Now you can't see at home, but Balo's making some great eyes here. <laughs> and that's what made the joke funny. Yeah. Was that look that Isis gave <laughs> yeah. after that. Oh, the look said, 
Come on, girl. There's something about it that fits really well because I love Isis's mug. Her mug is like pure. Oh, she just serves such fierceness with that mug of hers with the really overdrawn lips and the really kind of um, defined cat's eye that she does. So there's something about uh, th- that look that worked really well with her mug as well. She's just so withering. So I think Isis did a really surprising job. Yes. And I think she found out, oh, I, I can be quite funny. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there are moments where, and I've said it's a recurring thing, and I, and I just can't place my finger on it. I think every week I try to place my finger on There's something about, on something Isis, about that trying... Isis that I just can't. It's the Last whole... week, the way you kind of linked it to her talking on the runway, we're still none the wiser, if you ask me. I don't know. This, I don't know. Isis like, has a quality you can't Isis, put your finger on. Isis, no, I'll tell you what it is. It's like, you know, when you're friends with someone else, mm-hmm. like if we shared a mutual friend and mm-hmm. I met that new person, but they're your friend mm-hmm. and they keep doing inside jokes um, and it, well, that was only funny to you, but mm-hmm. you two have that relationship. And it's as for me, it's kind of awkward on the outside looking in. I think she does that. Because the familiarity she has because with the, the judges. Fam- yeah, like for example, the, I think Isis Couture, the way that she is on these seasons, I want to see what she would be like in front of an, an, a judging panel who doesn't know her. So if she'd been on, for example, All Stars 7, yes. like an All Winners yes, season. Yes, with them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Would she be that way? I, and I don't. And the answer is, I don't think she would be. It's, okay. it's too It's too inside a jokey. There's something about setting in which she's yeah. too big a fish or Yeah, something. yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And so I'm, I'm just like, oh. Hmm. It's like... Yeah, it's it's She's there's too many inside jokes. There's too many playing directly to Brett or playing directly to Brooklyn, and then they're laughing, and then you're like, okay. She's all somewhere right, cool. between a contestant and a peer. Yeah, that, that's what it yeah. is. Okay, alrighty. Maybe maybe we've hit the nail on the head. Maybe we've finally discovered what it is. I don't and know. Articulated it. Um, Victoria's gone to wild card as a silky because Victoria was, you know, well she. She had to leave the competition before we actually got to see her do anything of the sort. And then yeah. for Silky, there's never been a comedy challenge that um, in any any of her seasons. No, there that wasn't she, one she in was. season eleven. No. I mean, she she left before the one on All Star Six. Yes, yeah. yeah. So those two, we don't know. But any expectations? What, yeah, um, Silky. Ha- I mean, I think Silky Silky's very confident, and I I think she would say that she's a funny girl mm-hmm. and um i think she's a confidence i think i think she can be funny i i, I expect silky to be charmingly funny and to use the strength of, of her personality basically what she does in snatch game yeah but i think that she's gonna you know use the strength of her personality tom <laughs> okay yeah that's what i was you know before you interrupted me <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say that oh so, sorry it's yeah. me Maybe just hold on a little sorry yeah and victoria's gone i no no I've, I've got no funny from her yet so i don't know what to expect i think writing and preparing jokes will work better for victoria than the spontaneity of snatch game why I think she's smart, and I do think she's funny, but I think she'll benefit from time to prepare. Okay. I think she is quippy and off the cuff, but I think she'll... I, I expect Vicky, Vicky to do well. We're good. Um, going to Raja. Raja, we do know... Well, she did the Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve and Talent monologues. Yeah, which is the closest she did to a stand-up challenge. And... I can't really remember her that much. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? I don't. I what well, I do, think. I remember Eureka's 
story about poo. Mm-hmm. I remember Ginger Minja's fake oh, story about those shoes. Do not get me started about <laughs> Ginger Minja's story. Do you know what I find hilarious is that I'm pretty sure when we watched the episode, I was like, I don't believe that it. it's just too, it's just too produced. It's too overly, it was over overacted. It was I. I just couldn't believe anything she said. And then you know how we always watch it after we watch other reviews, particularly Bob. I mm-hmm. love Bob the drag queen, mm-hmm. and Bob said the same thing. Bob yeah. was like, "I don't believe that the story existed." I'm like, "Oh, good. It's not just me that sniffed it out. <laughs> it's not just me that sniffed out the fakeness. It just, it just didn't come off real." There's, there's some people who you can tell they adopt a demeanor when they're telling you a story, and it's almost like an unspoken contract like just suspend your disbelief for this one i'm just going to tell you something amusing let's pretend it's real and they get a certain look on their face and i think ginger's one of those people yeah 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 so yeah i don't remember raja but going off i remember kylie i remember i remember tkb doing really well but then you know not being rewarded for it i don't remember raja i don't i remember do you know what I've every expectation that Raja was charming, lovely, and funny. I just can't remember her that strongly from it. Raja is very charismatic. And but I think she's yeah. going to absolutely use her personality and charisma. Oh, definitely. I think, I think that energy alone will mm-hmm. be just, just warming. And she will, it will get you excited. Yeah. I just hope she has the jokes. She's such a delight. Yeah. You're right. She just needs some well-written jokes. Yeah. I just it, hope she, because she's got the personality to go on stage and excite people. And you you know, you just, you warm up to her mm-hmm. very quickly just by her demeanor. She has this aura. She has this power. She has this presence. I just hope she has jokes. Don't do a Jasmine Masters and just rely on your personality and go in without any jokes. And Jasmine Matters, Masters, and her something to say. Your, your breath smells like ass. <laughs> that was literally the whole set. That, that was it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just, I can't, like, that was it. Go home and brush your teeth. Girl, it stink. Because your mouth smells like ass. <laughs> that was... <laughs> and then lastly, we got Rita Bagger. <laughs> We've not seen Rita do a stand-up challenge. Um, I don't know about Rita. Mm. Um... I yeah, mean, the, I really, uh, she's the true wild card for me. I don't get much of a sense of... She's a good com- comic actress. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's done one good Snatch game, survived another Snatch game. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what, what, do you get, just, what do you get from her? That she can be funny. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What I get from Rita Bega is polish. Mm-hmm. As, as an entertainer, yeah. polished as a host. She's now become more polished since her time in Canada Drag Race and yeah. makeup and her fashion. But I think at the heart of Rita Bagger, she's a host. Yeah. She's a hostess. She can host a room. She can she can entertain a room. Mm. Um, I, I don't know about the... Again, I don't know how she is with jokes. She's the true wild comedy. card for me. I really don't know where, how she's going to do. Yeah. Mm. Okay, shall we watch a bit more of them? I'd love to. All right, we had a little mini challenge because of the mini challenge. Raja, who was the winner, gets to the side the order. The mini challenge again was just like a little showcase of Raja's charm, and we we saw her winning that from a mile off, didn't we? Yeah. So Raja gets through the order of the comedy show. 
you know, who goes first, who goes last. I'll quickly say the order of it. Raj just put herself first. Mm. All of them are actually vying. They're all, they all say they want to go first. And I think people have just, over the years, people have finally caught on to the fact that actually, A, get it over and done with, B, get your jokes done first. And, yeah, and C, else. yeah. And, yeah. And, and C, that's it. The only person who wanted to go last was Victoria, and she was actually quite pointed about it. She yes. was she was giving Alexis Michelle a close out the show and let them eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> and in this in this case, let them eat Victoria Scone. Oh gosh, I love her! I can't wait to see her back. I on cannot All Stars. wait either. I cannot wait. I, I hope she's exactly the same. The order is Raja, then Vanity, then Rita, then Isis, then Victoria Scone, and then Silky. Now I find it so funny mm-hmm. that Victoria, who was the only one who asked to go last, yeah. was not given that spot. But it's interesting because victoria interpreted that as like a bit of sabotage raja trying to help silky but silky wanted to go first yeah silky did not want to go last but raja seemed to have some faith in silky's abilities as a comedian there it is and she thought she'll be the highest note to end on so i actually think raja was thinking about putting on a good show yeah and her home girl probably um, but having probably more faith in her abilities than Silky had. Well, first of all, let's just say that Isis, Miss Confidence, um, Miss Confident Corner, was like, I don't, does it matter where you put me, girl? Um, <laughs> Love I'll, it. I'll go wherever. And yeah. I'm just like, that is this. I'm funny no matter if I'm first or last. And I'm just like, Isis, like, just say it. <laughs> just say it. I didn't see none of you are a threat. No, I'm steamrolling this competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? You can put me wherever. <laughs> put me wherever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's the order. And um, we usually discuss the rehearsals with the actual Maxi, but just mm-hmm. give general vibes, very quick vibes from the rehearsal. From Raja, I got good energy. I didn't laugh. Yeah, she needed a bit of guidance. Quickly, um, quickly, uh, not 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 a whole not a whole spiel, just yeah. quick vibes. Okay, quick vibes, yeah. She needs a bit of guidance. That's cool. all. Vanity Milan. Um Vanity was surprisingly good. Yeah. She came in there with some ideas and she was boosted by the confidence she was given by Brad and his husband. Absolutely. I was like, oh, surprised. She, she's more confident. I do want to say that her Brad jo- and Gary. I do want to say that uh, her jokes was Canada versus London, and I don't. I was like, why isn't it Canada versus UK? Well, people who live in London think London that is the, the UK. Of the universe, people so. think people in London, and you know, I agree. People in London think that UK is London. That's the same. You thing. used to think that, but now your eyes are open. Well, I, I was. I was in London. Now for... we know that Liverpool is the centre of the UK. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> sure, Jan. Sure. Not geographically, but culturally. Rita Beggar, I got zero funny for me. I did like. I did like the idea of with her her being a francophone coming in and doing like a French bit. I think that could work, but she needed a bit of guidance. Oh yeah. I, so what I wrote there was Rita Beggar, not my humor. Okay. So maybe, you know, it is funny, but not my humor. Mm-hmm. Isis, I just wrote um, experience of winning the crown in tour life. I mean, was- she had some really good ideas and she, she made them laugh. Um, and then then they gave her a few tips. Victoria Scone, I said, oh, Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, Victoria, I think her style is quite kind of... She's very eloquent. She's very erudite. She's very well-spoken. And I, she, I wrote filthy. Yeah, you can still be all those things and filthy, though, can't you? Oh. 
the best kind, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, she was, um, yeah, almost doing it as a kind of gynecology lecture, wasn't she? So I'm looking forward to that. It was very fuck me gently with a chainsaw, <laughs> yes. wasn't it? Yes. Um, and then we got Silky. What I wrote here was such a great storyteller. Very, very good. Silky was just a natural. Yeah. So it's really good to see her in this format for the first time. Cool. Um, now let's before we get onto the Maxi, we're gonna we haven't watched it yet. Something really something huge, huge happened. Huge, huge, huge. Something huge come came about. Isis showed the first crack for me. There was a there was a quick scene. I think you were, you were talking to me as you do mm. while the while we were watching, and something about her just entering the workroom caught my eye. She looked. Are quite defeated and like not not really present, and so I was like, "Oh, that's that's so different because the ISIS that we always see is you know, misconfidence." I'm not, you know, like yeah. she was steamrolling, she was doing great. I know like, this is the first crack I've seen in her armor. Mm. Um, and then we find out later on, as it as you know, as that scene progresses, that she's withdrawing from the competition. Now, in her words, she says, "It's you know, it's too much for her." Um, she says, I'm just too tired. There's so much going on with me personally. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to hold on, but I can't anymore. Physically and mentally, I can't keep up. I think I jumped in too soon. Yeah. These are her words mm-hmm. that she's using to describe, you know, what she's going through and ultimately what's leading to her withdrawal. Very Adore Delano vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if people don't know, Adore Delano um, withdrew on episode two of All Stars 2. Yeah. Um, why? What, what, what's happening here? What do you see? What do you feel from this scene? I think she. Ex- I mean, you're all mental ex- health expert here. I think she explained it all. Really, I guess we do know from season two of Canada's Drag Race that um, Isis did. It was particularly in the makeover episode. She was open about her history of mental health difficulties. Do you remember? Oh, and she explained that. That's th- right. That's right. Things had actually gotten really incredibly difficult for her at one point. And I think she alluded to having spent some time in hospital. So she's had real struggles in the past. We didn't learn much more than that, but that's all we need to know really, because that's what she chose to share. So Isis is obviously a person of immense determination, uh, immense strength of character who has really been able to overcome those difficulties. Obviously when you struggle with your mental health, very often it's, it's kind of always with you in some way, shape, or form. But you learn to live with it. You learn to, you learn to function. You learn to get on. Um, and she's somebody who's definitely done that, and she's been amazingly successful. I guess I'm just trying to put it in the context, and I, I think she explained this really. The past couple of years must have been really, really intense for Isis because she went into Canada's Drag Race season two, won that, probably toured for a bit, and then came back to shoot um, versus the world. So she's just been on a treadmill, probably without much room for self-care or using whatever kind of coping mechanisms, um, self, self-care, self-soothing techniques she has. She's probably exhausted from being on the road and filming. We know that this is really grueling. Um, what? So I, I think she's made a really conscious and very, very good decision for her own mental health. Um, what I really like about, obviously, I'm very, very sad that Isis is going because she's such an amazing competitor. However, I like that the show seems to be learning to frame this as a positive, that people are making a good decision for their mental health. 
you mentioned Adore Delano. That whole episode is basically framed as a door giving up. That's so true. Mm. That's so true. And it also was, there was a whole army of the queens going, mm-hmm. led by... Um, uh, Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Led by Alaska, go, I don't want you to regret this, you know, and... I mean, it, there was it was said with love, but I think Alaska was showing disappointment in her throwing away this opportunity. She I does think, say that in the talking head. So yeah. the way that it was framed in All Stars when Adore was um, wanting to put her mental health, mm-hmm. a they try to talk her into staying twice. They got RuPaul to come in, and then they got Michelle, yeah. and then the Queen to talk in, saying you're going to regret it. There, there wasn't there wasn't that much support for it and they nobody did frame was it as a bad of, decision yeah nobody was saying you need to go take care of yourself because you're clearly distressed you're clearly away from your support system you're in a really intense environment you need to go and look after yourself and we want you to think about this carefully but if the, if you decide to go we love and support you i think that speaks more of I think Alaska is a wonderful queen and, and I've never met her but I think she's a fab person i think Alaska was so blinkered in in all stars too she said this many times all she had her mind on was victory and she couldn't even be herself um so i don't think she all she saw was she was like projecting her own insecurities onto uh adore essentially like some i I could never throw in this opportunity how could she kind of thing so yeah she's projecting and she's incredibly blinkered and i reckon alaska will look back at that and be like oh i wish i'd be more supportive of her Anyway, we're talking about yeah, but I'm just and we've seen Baby do the same quite recently in UK season. You know, in terms of when we saw this just a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just glad that the Queen showed Isis so much love and support. They were all like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? We just want you to make the right decision." However, not just that, Raja especially and the others were saying that you're you're amazing. Yeah, drag is amazing. Yeah, but you need to look after the person beneath the drag. Absolutely, Raja was Raja was so. I'm just loving this this light that they're allowing Mm -hmm. Raja to have. Not just Raja, but they're also being kinder to Silky. Silky was fab. She was so loving and supportive. She led them in a prayer afterwards. Oh gosh, imagine getting a hug from silky oh she'd be great to give hugs oh gosh um, it'll be amazing she, everybody played their part though everybody came and hugged isis everybody support victoria was um quite tearful you know just saying she's sure she she wasn't saying don't go kind of thing she's i just want her to be sure she's not going to regret this like i guess like again a little bit of projection there from victoria this is a big chance for her after having such a short stint on uk season three um i th- i think Isis is wonderful and she's given us some amazing entertainment over the past few episodes. Um, I'm just, I really feel for her. My heart goes out to her because her distress was so visible, but Mm. I'm happy that she made a good decision to go and look after herself. I do wonder about like the effect that maybe some feedback has had on her, like maybe feeling undervalued in the last in the ball episode and her feedback in the um in, in the rehearsal just now started positive but then slipped into a bit more critical and i just wonder if she's just not in the space because she's so tired i think she's just exhausted okay i think she needs 
well, she knows what she needs to do because she knows herself and she's doing exactly the right thing. But it sounds like she needs to get off the treadmill for a little bit and attend to her self-care. I wonder if also it's the pressure of being a winner. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that's been hanging over her, you know, she, she's going in here as a winner and then she could lose it. She could, that, that title, I mean, the title wouldn't be taken off I her, that's what I was, but it yeah. can be tainted. That's what I was thinking with her maybe not feeling like her feedback had been so glowing. Mm. Like it's saying you, you're good enough for Canada, but, you know, throw some, you know, throw Americans in there, throw some Kiwis in there, throw, throw right. some other global franchises in there. You're mm. not, you're not that good. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm it, not her. You know, a lot of people who struggle with mental health, um, struggle with their self-esteem and the kind of, internal monologue can become very very negative and critical at times there might have been that going on who knows i just isis knows and she she knows what's best for her i love what they were all saying to her basically what you said it's like you know when i (laughs) it made me laugh because i was thinking about when i came to you and i said tom am i fat and you know what you said to me what get bolo you're beautiful and i was like i didn't ask if i was ugly I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't ask if I was ugly. Like, what the hell? Like, I asked, am I fair? And I was like, well, why would you say that to me? So yeah, Tom, maybe you should just rewatch that scene mm. and just kind of take some advice from how these girls were, you know, how they were validating her feelings. Maybe Thank you should ask you. me that question again. I do want to say what I loved about this whole scene was how it showed the human side of these drag performers. And it was the thing in the beginning that made me actually watch the show. Mm You know, sometimes you can see drag queens and just think, oh, attention seekers. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, they're just so mean and evil. Oh, why are they doing that? You don't understand. You don't understand why they, their art form. Mm-hmm. But then you see things like this. You know, you see their struggle. You see them cry. You you hear about their stories and how they got there. And it humanizes them. It, yeah, it makes, this is... This and is it gives, sisterhood, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and I hate this word, but the vulnerability makes it like relatable and it makes me warm warm to them it's like you get a peek behind the curtains and i love seeing the human behind the performer mm. i really do and i think everyone does it's it's like you know how we're watching they've always prada yeah and you know um miranda, the, the bit where miranda's got no makeup on yes yeah. miranda Priestley. you know she's this she's a fashion robot she's just like she doesn't give like her face is just constantly like mm-hmm. i can't be bothered but she's just like really in control and then there's that one scene where she's got no makeup on and she's with her red husband, eyes. She's yeah, been crying. She's been crying and her husband's left her and she's like, I'm just I don't care what they say about me. I just mm. you know, my my girls. It's so you know, unfair. That, it's so unfair on the girls. Mm. And, and it's, it's kind of that. It's like, oh wow, you're a human. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's hard to to yeah. see them that way, but it's but it's nice to peek behind that curtain. People people need to remember this sort of this sort of scene, the this humanity. Mm when they're making negative comments online about there it is the girls they are human beings they're here providing us with amazing entertainment but you know going to their instagram leaving a shitty comment or leaving a shitty comment something they're tagged in is just not on because these are the humans who feel pain they cry they do all the things that all of us do um just you know they happen to 
um, beat amazing glamazons as you well. See what these people see is they see, oh, that person's so confident, and they. A lot of the times, whenever someone sees someone so confident in themselves, mm-hmm. they're intimidated by it, and they want to bring them down. So whenever they see someone, you know, on on the show, mm-hmm. they they see this confident person, the sassy, like untouchable, like you can't phase me, and so then that's who they're writing the message to. They're not seeing the human side yeah. behind that character or behind the artist. They're just seeing this this really confident this really strong um drag queen and then so they quick to try to bring them down but when we see scenes like this they humanizes and we can see the humanity yeah. that's that's who that's who they are as well they're both of those people drag race needs to continue to show this side of the queens you know with their permission of course mm-hmm. but needs to let us see as not let us see them not as 2d stereotypes not as bitches villains mm. whatever you. but as you know rounded human beings who have all different sorts of facets isis has given me the strength to stand up to my bullies tom yeah um i just want to call you out now Fuck I off. Just- <laughs> <laughs> you're not worthy Paolo. you're not valid <laughs> and i'm gonna keep saying that when the mics are off thank you no all but right, let- we're sending so much love to isis absolutely yeah Okay, on to the comedy. The comedy? The comedy, as it's now pronounced. <laughs> oh, my God. You're pronouncing and, it. And to the comedy challenge. <laughs> You're pronouncing it phonetically. My accent's all over the place. Mm. Um, on to the, you know, uh, you know, I hear, I hear Liverpool. I'm in Britain. I'm watching American. Mm. And I'm it's a diff- Kiwi. They're in Canada. There's too much. They're in Canada. I'm yeah. just, there's just too much going on for I me. I know, right? I can't cope. Mm. Uh, so the comedy challenge, uh, the comedy roast set. What, what do we call it? The comedy set. Comedy set. Comedy for the world. We're starting How are we branding off, that? We're starting off with Raja, and I'll go first with what I think. For me, Raja has such a great energy. She is charismatic. Mm. She Agreed. can make anyone feel at ease. Yeah. I want to say that her set was more like, do you know when someone's introducing? Yeah. Someone's introducing, for example, um, hi, everyone, welcome to the club. Thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. And they're going to introduce the ex. She had, I've, yeah, sorry, I, yeah. I felt like Raja was there mm-hmm. to just like, hey, everyone, thank you for coming. You guys look good. Everyone's, everyone's you ready to have a good time. Yeah. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got some amazing people coming up. So make sure you have, have a great night, get some drinks. You know, <laughs> the bathrooms are over there. The exits are here. Mm-hmm. The, you know, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a fire alarm, make sure you, I just felt like it was it was a very accommodating, not as not funny, not. I I I think we're on the same page. Like she's got such wonderful energy. She felt like such a great welcoming hostess. She was welcoming me, and then I felt like I was going to have a good night, and I was in safe hands with her. There weren't loads of lols. There were a couple of laughs. Yeah. Um, I you know she did get in the joke about being the second favorite child, even though she's only child. Every plug needs a socket. Was quite fun. I did. I've written down bit of a gap without a laugh, which was true. Um, having said that, love her energy. Nice, energetic starts to the evening. The thing is, there was no awkward moments the whole time. Yeah. You, were, you know, like sometimes on these comedy sets, you're just waiting for the joke and like, oh my gosh, that was an awkward. There's, there's an awkward moment with no laughs. Mm-hmm. There was no awkward moments. She, she, you know, she kept things going. She kept you engaged. Yeah. It was just more of a welcome. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys have a great time. A joke there, a joke there. Okay. We got some great guests coming up for you. Everyone put your hands together for, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. It was an accommodating intro. She's, she was fab though. Um, I'm sure she wore this, not, this isn't a criticism, just an observation. She wore this wig on the runway last week. The wet yeah. look wig. Mm. Um, this is such a little cute, like classic Raja look, though, isn't it? Little corseted purple. I mean, she loves a shoulder pad. This girl, 
Oh, and she wears them well. Next up, we got Vanity Milan. We do indeed. Um, what do you think? Uh, she did the Canada versus the UK. That Sorry, was like Canada versus London. Vibe, wasn't it? That was the vibe of it. Uh, you know what? She was much better mm-hmm. than in her season on UK. She had she a lot of material. Better. She'd written a lot of jokes. She, she had material this time. Mm-hmm. She had something. You know, she had a theme. She had something. You know, like she had the Canada versus. London, and then she had the knock knock jokes, and then she had the Canadians are so nice that this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it was like a <laughs> kind it, of laugh. It, there was no like for me, ha 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 ha's. There, yeah, there were some gentle, gentle chuckles in there. She looked like a million dollars, by the way. I love this dress on her and that oh, do. She looked like um, like she was in the Supremes or something. Um, but yeah, so I, I admire the effort that she put in. Um, I think it was much, much better than first time around. Um, the confidence that she was that she had and was kind of gifted a little bit in the rehearsal through the positive feedback left her a little. Like I could see her checking her notes like right from the beginning. And there were a couple of pauses where I felt like the cogs were whirring and she was trying to remember her material. I mean, to be fair to her, she probably did not have much time to rehearse. I can't blame her too much for that. You know, this is filmed in a very short period of time. Um, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of material there. I did like the Jimbo joke. We've got thousands of happy sex workers and over here you have Jimbo. I thought that was a good one. Um, there was one that made me sort of like a gasp laugh more than laugh. The one about, um, over, over here in Canada, you have, um, teenagers hitting hockey pucks with hockey sticks. And over in, in London, we have children hitting old people with baseball bats. It's like, it's not that bad. Come off it, vanity. We don't live in like the future portrayed in Mad Max. Um, I do like the read. I think you got lots of drag queens and in London we have talent. Yeah, there were there were good laughs there. There were. There we were. have talent. Talent? I would, I would say. The only talent you have is spending your husband's credit card. <laughs> yes. Thank, whose credit card? Thank you. Sorry, I didn't yes and then, did I? Um, no, you did a bread. I know. What was that? Did, did, did everyone see that weird awkward? <laughs> you know how like Brooklyn comes on stage and introduces the judges and she had that little banter moment with mm. Brad and Brad just had this really awkward response. Did he pull a funny face? He just pulled a funny face. Yeah. I was like, where's the yes and? I don't ever want to see you on a on a acting challenge critiquing these girls. I don't I, Literally just be giving them advice for a comedy challenge. He, he instead of yeah, he just pulls the face. Up. Anyway, it was it was awkward. It was it was awkward. Was it awkward? It was awkward. Brad was awkward. Um, vanity. I say props to Vanity for really improving and giving us a few chuckles. Yeah, mm-hmm. confident. Yeah, looked amazing. Mm-hmm. She had jokes. There it is. She did. She had a joke. You make it sound like Tia Coffee's description of her outfit, though. There is fabric applied to my body in the shape of a garment. It's not falling off. Yeah. It's like vanity. There were jokes. Yeah. There were jokes. (laughs) And some of them were good. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were. They were. Now, what did you think about Rita Bagger? I thought Rita took Brad and Gary's feedback really well because she had that that funny kind of opening bit where she was speaking in French, but she polished it up a lot. She did the French really quickly as they told her to, really exaggerated the response, like, oh, c'est anglais. Um, That was good. That was funny. 
the funniest bit for me was, um, you know, there was a little bit of a long walk, but it was a good payoff, the, the contrast between French and English sex talk. That was funny. She gave it loads of energy. She came out with this filthy monologue. She got a lot of laughs. And I thought that was like the big payoff for Rita. And that was like her best moment. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a very comfortable person on stage. Mm-hmm. Very confident, uh, very committed to the act. You know, the mm-hmm. act as in committed to the set. Knew exactly what she was doing. Knew exactly where she was going. Um, yeah. I saw, I, just, I saw a very confident performer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's kind of it, really. It wasn't a very long set. None of these sets are very long. It's like a minute, if that. Not even that. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I do. Rem- I remember thinking on season two of Canada's Drag Race, there were quite long sets. That's a bit fitting a lot of material. I Yeah. Um, but this is different. I don't know what that's about, but here we are. And that was Rita. Do you know what? I also think sometimes stand-up comedy and comedy sets are funnier when you're in the actual environment as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. We're watching a recording of a set, but sometimes you have to be in it to feel the vibes, to feel the energy from the performer, and and everything just comes together when you're live. If we were in that room watching Rita do that filthy performance, we'd have been really living. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I I think I, I would have had to be there... For Raga, to, um, for Rita Bagger, for Raga, yeah. you know, for Raga, I would have had to be there in order to really appreciate it and really feel mm-hmm. it and really get into it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't. Maybe it's because I'm watching it, a recording of it. Maybe. I completely agree with you that there's something really special about live comedy that connects you and makes you let loose. Yeah. Victorious gone. Well done, Vicky. I really enjoyed that. Come you know, through. She, I mean, I, I know, I know. Like, this is basically what she is. She's just giving me like really good, like lesbian comedian energy, like lesbian stand-up comic, which I love. This is not a read, uh-huh. but I'm like, oh, finally a comedy set. This was funny. This was this was the first comedy set. Everybody else, I feel like I've been looking for the highlights. Yeah. This was a highlight. This was good yeah, yeah. from from the get go. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just so confident. She's so, so comfortable. Good. Walked on stage straight away. The cervix. I wouldn't put you through it. Really, I wouldn't put you through it. <laughs> yeah. um, the period. The splash mm-hmm. zone. Leaving like Kerry. The yeah, finger. Really good. The silky finger. The whole risk assessment. The risk before assessment the thing. Uh, this was what. This, this was you know. In the words, she did the vein. Jokes, 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 so, jokes. So good. And it was good. It was. It was consistent. And then it was. And then. I mean, I liked it. I loved it. So what also set her apart was it wasn't just jokes, jokes, jokes. It was also timing, nuance, knowing the audience. Bit of back and forth, actually. The finger thing with Brooke was very, very good. Very good. You know, extending the third finger. Don't threaten me with a good good time. time. Yes. I mean, obviously, you know, classic things that a drag comedian will say, but still really funny. Yeah. So Vicky's my favorite so far. There's there's no competition at this day. Do do we think Silky will give her competition? I don't know. Should we have a look? Let's find out. Well, we've got our top two. We we've have. Just we seen, have indeed. We've just seen Silky's set and we've got our top two. First of all, she walks in acknowledging that some of the cast were, weren't that great by saying so she throws her cards and goes i don't need this trust me i've seen these girls i was like okay cool we're not the only ones who have said it silky has acknowledged mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. some of them didn't land as well i was laughing 
I she got me amazing storyteller hitting me very, from very the good. beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I also loved. You know she she came unannounced. I love that every time she was portraying Brooklyn as a mm-hmm. white lady, she kept using the 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 white lady voice. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sparkling water. That was parsley, so funny. Chicken and lemon so and lime, thyme. <laughs> and she did the face and, and she, she put her the, hand up exactly. and she's like parsley and lemon. Parsley. She only had the white lady <laughs> parsley and lemon. <laughs> I just thought that was her. sounding like some real housewife of Orange right. County or something. She. she Made me giggle. She made me. She actually made me laugh. I yeah. want to see a silky suit. I really do. I'm. I'm ready to see. If this is what she's like. I'm uh, going to say right now. Yeah, that whatever comes after this, because we don't know. These few episodes, I think, have been the best showcase of Silky as an entertainer mm-hmm. that we've had so far. I think. I think she's just been showcased beautifully uh, and honestly. You know, um, no. No villainizing, no. no push. Is it different editing from season 11? Is this the same Silky but is edited this... differently? What, what is it? What is it? Is it I think it's, she sim- I think it's similar to Raj's stint on All Stars 6. She's come back with the right energy, but there's also an honest, I'm just going to say an honest edit, you know? No villainizing, no no giving her a positive spin and giving her a push. Just, just honest. She's just doing fab, and I'm loving seeing it. This is just a really great set. As, I don't have anything to add to what you said. She's a fantastic storyteller. Very, very funny. And you know what I love? I love the. There was one part which was just an on uh, off the fly, off the cuff mm-hmm. humor when she throws the bottle and it didn't land and it was on the ground. She goes sweep it up because <laughs> if you tasted so that good. chicken, that was Again, you can tell the kind of spontaneity that Victoria was also able to show. Um, it wasn't just some pre-written set. The, it, uh, she was completely divorced from her notes. She was very natural, very, very good. Now, for me, it's very clear who the top two are. Yeah, they very, say- very clear. It's the same as last week. It really is. It's uh, Silky and Victoria. They saved the best for last. If you had to put a, if you had to choose a bottom two. Who would it be? Or would you just say now we're at a stage where there's only yeah. three there. If you're not on the top, you're in the bottom. That's how we are now. Yeah. Let's have a look at the runway then. The category is plaid. Talk to me plaid, about Raja. Plaid Girls Club. So Raja comes out in this really cool kind of face mask, um, tartan uh, look with the sort of chaps and the face mask and the hats and everything. It's quite a complex look. I think she looks incredibly cool and chic. I really like this outfit. Obviously, whenever I see a face mask like this, especially heavily patterned, I think Lee Bowery. Um, I can think of some Lee Bowery looks where he wore a sort of tartan plaid, not exactly the same as this, but it does remind me of a tribute that Raja Gemini did to Lee Bowery uh, in a similar tartan. So I do wonder if she took any inspo from that, but I think she looks great. Yeah, I love this look. Mm-hmm. I love it. You can guarantee that she made it herself. Yeah. Vanity Milan is giving me flashbacks. Too clueless. Absolutely. Love the look. I love the added shoulders. I think this is an amazing look. Her fashion's upped so much. Her fashion was always pretty good, you know. Her fashion, like, there were there were some looks that were truly great on her season. Um, I think she looks fantastic. I love how she's adapted the preppy silhouette to give it a bit more edge with the shoulders, the choker. Um, obviously, she's playing tribute to Dion. Uh, from Clueless, yeah. um, played by Stacey Dash, which I really like as well because remember she did the BAPS look. Um, she loves celebrating uh, black actresses, uh, which I really love. 
Um, Rita is giving us this sort of pink plaid confection. I could be missing a reference here. I don't know if this is a thing, but I think she looks really cute. I think this is one of Rita's better looks this season. Very Parisian. I'm yeah, seeing some, I th- I some think, of that. I think that's what it is. I think she's just in- enjoying a little trip to Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini dress, coat, puff sleeves, hat, uh, bow. It's a nice ensemble. It's nice and she gave it a lot of character. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I really love Victoria Scone's look. I think this is very cool and so camp. Vicky's style is so camp, but she does know her fashion. So it's it's kind of a an asymmetric suit with like an oversized side to it. Um, I love how she incorporated some Welsh plaid. She really has taken Wales to her heart. It really is her adoptive homeland, and I love that. Um, the silhouette of it reminds me of um, Willow Pell's um, look from the finale with the oversized jacket, which was inspired by a fancy dress book written by Jane Asher in the 70s or 80s. Um, so I do wonder if it was similar sort of source inspiration with the with the kind of oversized jacket. Also a little bit Mugler. Mugler did lots of... Oh, um, surprise, surprise. Did, did a few kind of like... late In the late 90s, uh, he had a collection where there were suits with asymmetric necklines, later copied by Balmain, and he called them out for it. <laughs> Shame. Shame, Balmain. Shame, Balmain. Shame, Shame Balmain. I also love her makeup and her hair. Like, I think she just... So good. This is perfection from the tippity tip to the bottom. Victoria is an excellent drag queen. Yeah, she is. Tom. Yeah. Yes, I acknowledge that. Thank you. Silky. <laughs> Silky is looking very bikery. Yeah, I That's mean... the word. This is a cute look. I think, to me, just personally, I don't get plaid on a biker. When I think plaid, I think preppy. I think grunge. I think within those spheres. Although, you know, having said that, not everybody on this runway is preppy or grunge. I don't necessarily associate with bikers, but Silky's got a great imagination and she took it there. Uh, She looks like a girl who's going to have a great time at the biker bar. She is going to hang out with the biker dudes and have a fantastic time. Uh, My favorite bit is her hair and makeup. I love that long pony on her. She is wearing some inches. Who has your favorite look? Victoria. Victoria? Or Raja, actually, one of the two. Victoria or Raja? Yeah, um, I'd say... Well, I, I want to say even Van- Vanity. Vanity looks, Vanity looks amazing. Vanity, Vanity looks and Victoria. Yeah. Vanity, Victoria and Raja. Let's give props to all three of them. But for me, the top two this week is absolutely Silky and Victoria. Let's see what they do. As we predicted, the top two are Silky and Victoria. There's just no question. Leaving the bottom two, Raja and Vanity Milan. Yeah, toughy. And I think... Don't oversimplify the emotions that the girls are going through but i'd anticipate if silky wins she'll keep her sister raja if victoria wins she'll keep her sister vanity that's what i'd expect going off this episode who deserves to go it's home. really really tough because their track records aren't that different i mean vanity has a true win but raja's been in the top two consistently in the competition <sighs> They've, they've both been doing really pretty well this is their first proper bottom two spot um who did worse today for me it was for me it's not uh, the better of the two was raja i think raja just brought that like she didn't have the, the lols but she, she had the energy yeah and there was nothing awkward there were no moments of awkwardness i, in w- her I would i would you know this is a toughie but i would say that that's the tiebreaker for me because their track records aren't that different raja probably did better today 
Yeah. So let's look at the lip sync. It's to Your Daddy Don't Know by Toronto. Don't really know the song, but I like it. Very Pat Benatar type of energy. My eyes were just glued to Victoria Scorn. Yeah, me too. She understood the assignment. She got this song. She didn't need to do um, anything. She, she, I mean, Silky was... She was great. She had the perfume on. She did the strip tea. She had a reveal. Mm. But Victoria, when you know the song mm-hmm. and you play to the song the way she did, it was enough and she, it was great. She got it. She was amazing. She had that like girl in a white snake video energy, whereas Silky was giving me more conventional sexy show girl. Yeah. Um, Victoria had funny moments like throwing off the wedding ring and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So for me, Victoria won this. I don't think anyone should go home. That's I, this the thing. Is such, because ISIS has left, I think they should keep both of them in the competition. I agree. And if they don't, we need a comeback queen episode. Yeah. Because otherwise we don't have enough queens to fill the episodes. I think Vanity is amazing. And when, I have to say this. It's a POC. Mm-hmm. I have to say this. Vanity is amazing. And the reason that she should plead to stay is more than what she is representation 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 is important mm-hmm. for her but she brings much more than that they're all representing something yeah they're all everyone here is representing a, a, some sort of minority we have a lesbian we have you know we have a a um what would an afab queen yeah yeah yeah. we have you know two black queens we had a lovely what, three black Asian queen. Three. we had um from america we had, had a mixed race queen yes we, yeah. we this is such a, a diverse lovely cast. diverse yeah. cast and you're on the show everyone's watching you are representing now why yeah. should you stay and compete should be something else and mm. i would like to hear vanity say i'm a fierce performer she mm-hmm. is amazing when you see her turn it on in a lip sync when she's on she's great great yeah and people need to be reminded of that when it comes to making the decision who should i choose Mm -hmm. she she is fire yeah and that's what she should be pleading when i agree choose me i agree i wish she pointed to her 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 actual win yes. in episode one. She, she could have been like, I've got an actual win. Yes, Raja's been top two, yes. but she's not actually won one I have, yet. I have a mm-hmm. win. That, this is what she's focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, moving forward, if she does, that's what she needs to say. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you put that beautifully. But I don't I don't want any of them to go home. Um, let's see who Victoria yeah, Let's have a fake out and keep everyone. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is going that, home. The Lord, they left that fake out pretty late. They got right down to the wire. Poor Vicky was there going, oh, God, got to pull out this bloody lipstick. You could just tell that Silky felt bad for not winning because I really do feel like she was fighting for her sister. Yeah. And when they said that no one's going home, you could see the relief in Silky. There's going to be, next week will be quite interesting because I'm, unless we'll get an uh, out of respect for Dale. Oh. Yeah. Nobody reveals their lipsticks. Who do you think they both chose? Should we go with Victoria would have saved her sister the same way Silky would have saved her sister? I do believe so. And I think both parties can understand that as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, a great episode. Emotional one today. I I, I was in my feels. I was laughing. I was crying. I was. This is a really good episode overall. Yeah, it was. I like it. Tom, do you like it? 
So are you I here did. for it, Tom? I am here for it. But I guess just like my main feeling is sending so much love to Isis. Yeah. Amazing queen. I hope she's, uh, hope she's, hope she's looking after herself. That's all I wish. All right. Yeah. Cool. And she's surrounded by good people. Absolutely. So everyone, thanks for listening to uh, Spilling the GNT podcast. Write us a review if you like. Also follow us on our social medias. That's Instagram and Twitter. A bit of TikTok. I'm being a bit lazy on there. But, you know, we'll get around to it. We'll get around. <laughs> You've got a few videos you can put up now. I, I have a lot of videos. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening. This is Bolo and Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.